0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right. Hello. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Network. I'm your host, Petch Moran. Thank you very much, as always, for locking in audio side, video side. I appreciate all you guys. It's been a it's been a minute since I've had an episode. Uh, I was supposed to do Casual Friday last week with Joe Yurd, and we do that every week. But uh, I went on my trip to Notre Dame, South Bend, Indiana, and ended up getting moved up a couple hours. We were supposed to leave early Friday morning, turned into leaving not too long after the Bills game, so I didn't get a chance to. To do anything last week when i am back here i am joined by friend slash friend of me i don't know i don't know i don't even know what to call you it always do mind.
2: that intro you call me a friend of me you've done it you like are. 10 well times. i think it's, you need i to... think it's accurate joe uh, yeah.
1: more, app more, wins on Twitter, man. more on
2: the more on the enemy part i would say like fememi f- 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 fememi yes so <laughs> more of that like a, the, you get an f but yes how you doing sir
1: what's going on, man?
2: hey you know just uh living the dream it's uh we're recording this on what tuesday for everyone to hear it tomorrow wednesday i just got my booster another shot the omicron very shot i don't know what the fuck it is whatever whatever i'm at now it's number four i just got so i'm I'm sure my arm will be sore by uh by tomorrow or tonight uh like the sad effect usually is but that's it man so uh yeah. Tell me about your Notre Dame tri- trip. I want to hear I'll about that. This. I see this oh, to, to the end. Look at me I, want to spend one, my, I want to spend honestly. a couple
1: minutes talking about that. So yeah, I went to Notre Dame for the first time. I've been a Notre Dame fan my whole life. I grew up in a in a home with, with my father who, who's no longer with us, but the Bills were actually only the third team in my house as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um my my father was a, a Yankees fan first. A Notre Dame fan, second, and and then the Buffalo Bills were third. So that said, I've been around Notre Dame football all my life, and for whatever a variety of reasons, a lot of it just laziness. I don't, I, I can't even really explain it. But I never went to Notre Dame for an actual football game before. Finally, did that this weekend with three of my buddies. It was uh it was a lot of fun. It really was. Game notwithstanding, the game itself was just absolutely awesome horrible man they, they went out playing? and they lost at home the Marshall it was uh that that was ugly the game is, was ugly but I didn't let it overshadow
2: the weekend
1: that I had it was a lot of fun but
2: uh did you get trash trash no no right.
1: no nope well and again we'll talk about this a little more later it's yeah. not an option on game day at least anyway because you literally cannot buy alcohol at the stadium. I think it's like for all college football games. It's definitely like that for Notre Dame too, for sure. All
0: right.
2: Well, yeah, I I look forward to hearing these. It was fun, man. There were some
1: some cool sights and sounds. We'll we'll get into that a little bit. Now, we're not going to spend really much time talking about a a football game that was played by the time people are listening to this six days ago. You know, that's clearly old news. But what I wanted to do with this episode and and what I'll probably be doing, which I would say going forward starting next week will probably will drop either on Monday or at the very latest Tuesday, kind of like big picture stuff, takeaways and really got to go through the game. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that'll, that'll do that for you. I'm more focused on like big picture stuff or thoughts and takeaways. And i has got no time
2: on. to read, to watch the film and, and break it down. So that's why we were big picture people. We have lives. We have alcohol. (laughs) We have to drink, okay, so we don't have to go to the film room. So, yeah. If you want to put
1: it that way, Joe, sure. That's how it is, But that's what I will be be doing going forward next week. I I have a couple – I got a couple big – and look, man, there's a million takeaways you can have from the game. But I got – there's like two or three things that I think, for me anyway, were, were the biggest takeaways for the Buffalo Bills, not just for week one, but I think maybe now going forward. Um, that we'll get into and I'll Let me start and I'll preface it by saying this. It's the first week of the season. The first week of the NFL season is always annually, the, you know, the biggest overreaction Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever you want to call it of the entire year. You know, I remember last year the Bills lost at home to Pittsburgh and it was like, oh, this offense ain't that good. I remember Green Bay got murdered in their first week. I, I think they played the Saints. I'm almost yeah, they lost, it been taffling, they, but
2: the, it was the Saints and they lost 38 to three. They got crushed. It was terrible. yeah, they got
1: absolutely crushed. And yeah. the Green Bay ended up being the top seed in the NFC when the regular season was over, and Aaron Rodgers won the second straight MVP. So I mean, we learned through years and years and years. Don't put too much into week one, you know, but it's just a, a, a week to wildly overreact. I'm trying to not do that, and I'm trying to focus on a couple things that I think anyway when it comes to the Buffalo Bills for sure that are our big picture things uh and I got two the big one is this man I I think the Rams game was a true statement uh with the defense you know first of all it's a statement game period and I'm sure you agree with this I mean you turn the ball over four times on the road prime time in front of a national audience against the defending Super Bowl champs and you win by three touchdowns if that's not a statement, I really don't know what is. I mean, so I, let's just kind of start there. It was a legit, you hear it all the time, statement game, Joe. Statement, statement, statement. This was a statement game.
2: Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, I mean, I picked the Rams. To, I thought it was going to be a shootout, and I picked the Rams to win, And I, I thought the Rams were going to score, and they didn't. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I took away from the game. Like, something that's new. Like, look, like we always knew that Josh Allen, the offense is good. You know, and they were they were firing. I don't want to say on all senators, but like you don't punt, and you had some turnovers. I mean, if you don't punt, you're on all similars, I would say, but to me, the my biggest takeaway was the the, the, the defensive line was yeah. really awesome in that game, and that's that's, that's where that's why they spent what they did on Von Miller. They got Tim Settle. They brought back Jordan Phillips. I know Shack Lawson didn't play, but they they overhauled the defensive line. For games like this, and you yeah. know, I've been, I've been a little bit—I don't want to say critical, but I've been a little bit. Hey, do we really want to invest all this money into the defensive line in a passing league? And that game showed you, like, yeah, you kind of want to do some investing into that. But you know, that's what I took away from it. I also took away from it, on, on a psyche perspective, was while watching this game, you know, you know, we, you and I combined, we have like. <laughs> Sixty years of like football watching experience—we're old, and like I can always remember like during the drought years when like there would probably be every month maybe one game where you're like, man, the Bills are are they're they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're up, they're tied. They should be up more. And then you're like, this is when the 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 walls are going to come crumbling because like Tom Brady's going to get pissed off in the second half and rip off three touchdowns. Watching that game when it was halftime, I was like, this is in the bag. They just gotta they're gonna play well in the second half and they're gonna blow the door off the off this game. And it's like that's what happens when you have Josh Allen and you have a great offense and you have this much talent as you do where there is no impending doom, you know, at least during the regular season. Maybe the playoffs you might get a little bit of an impending doom, but like there it there it doesn't exist right now in terms of that. And I was so confident in that game that once I saw that first try, the first quarter, I was like, they they're better than this team right now.
1: Let me uh preface by saying I also like you did pick, I mean, I'm being honest here right before, uh, the game, I had an episode where I did like bills, you know, kind of a season preview and predictions. And I picked, I said the opening game of the season was going to be the closing game of the season and, not, and nothing, still changed when it comes to that. I know the Rams looked overmatched, not, they didn't play well at all. And they, well, maybe, they also, maybe they got outclassed on this night anyway, but I do pick, I did pick the bills and the Rams to meet in the super bowl with the Bills winning, but I did predict the Rams were going to go out and win on opening night. Sean McVay had never lost an opening game before. I think it was like five straight weeks the the team that opened up at home on Thursday night football won their first game, something like that anyway. So I, I did pick the Bills to lose this game. Um, Back to your point about the defensive line, because this was my biggest takeaway. You know, a lot of times early offseason, and especially this year, maybe more than ever with the Buffalo Bills, we heard so much hype about this being the Super Bowl favorites the betting favorites and Vaughn Miller coming here and this and that I will say this year the the defensive line upgrades right now and you can tell after just one game I don't even think this is an overreaction I think this is a fact the upgrades are real I mean this ain't offseason talk this isn't some kind of media creation that the defensive line is much better than it was last year you know Vaughn Miller might not be the Vaughn five, six years ago, a half decade ago, but he's still elite, man. We saw that with two sacks and that one, the way he dipped it and got in. And I kept thinking, and look, I do not. And I tweeted about this. I don't want to diss Jerry Hughes at all. Jerry Hughes was a pretty good player. I don't think he was as great as a lot of, a, a lot of bills fans thought, but he was a pretty good player. And he won a lot of pass rush battles. I know they have a win rate or something like that as a stat, but at the end of the day, Vaughn Miller had two sacks in his first game with the Bills. Jerry Hughes had two sacks in 16 games with the Bills last year. He had two sacks the entire season. So you saw that right away. You mentioned Jordan Phillips. He had one and a half sacks, six pressures on the quarterback. Isn't it crazy, dude, how he can look so good in Buffalo. He looked good in Buffalo a couple of years ago. The Bills just didn't want to pay him. He goes to Arizona. He don't look nothing like he did in Buffalo. He comes back to Buffalo. And he looks like an animal, man. I mean, God, he was locked in against Arizona. Again, I like Harrison Phillips a lot. I think Buffalo Jordan Phillips is better than Harrison Phillips. So now you got Miller over Hughes, Phillips over Harrison Phillips. I like Daquan Jones a lot too. I think he's a significant upgrade over Starla Tutelé. He's not going to be a big stat guy. And then you got your young guys, man. Maybe they're going to finally start to, to show their potential. A.J. Ebenezer had one and a half sacks. Uh, boogie Basham had a sack. He had a pick. Didn't really mean anything. Greg Rizzo had a quiet night. Well, whatever. He didn't need him. I mean, these guys played well enough. Didn't matter what, what Greg Rizzo did. Uh, and Ed Oliver, by the way, who I love Ed Oliver. He got hurt even playing the second half or two and a half quarters, and it didn't even matter. This defensive line, that's my biggest takeaway from this game. Big picture takeaway, too. This defensive line is going to be a big problem for a lot of teams this year. I mean, <laughs> You already have problems playing the bills because of the offense, but this defensive line is really, really, really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's what happens when you are able to have a defensive line that hides the deficiencies. And I I say that loosely of a secondary that's that's about as raw at cornerback as you could get with when it comes to game experience.
1: Yeah, right now, you know what I mean.
2: Right now, for sure. I mean, they got like they had the sixth round rookie was starting. You know over the over the over Elam you know it's just like these things are like on paper you're like oh well, this this has to be a shootout and it wasn't and like they they helped the defensive line helped out the secondary you know when it came to just getting you know pressure on the quarterback and it made it was a it was a flawless defensive performance you know it was and you know I've been I'll say this you know I'm um, I am wondering like how how hurt Matt Stafford might be and I'm giving them like a little bit of a rope there like because like he looked like shit in that game he really looked bad and I wonder if that that arm thing issue that they had in the in the preseason is, is an issue for him you know because it's, it's just he did not he did not let, I mean look that's a that's a really good offense and, that, and seven
1: it, times I mean yeah I, he, you're right I agree with you he does look yeah. hurt and he does look shitty but I don't care who you are you, you get sacked seven times, and there was a lot more pressures beyond that, which, by the way, here's another thing going back to the defensive line, show, We're talking about these sacks and what Vaughn Miller did and A.J. Apinesa and Jordan Phillips. I know you saw the stat. The Bills did not blitz, and I don't yeah. mean like they barely blitz. I mean they did not blitz. They literally didn't blitz. Six sacks, no blitzes. That yeah. that That is crazy. But, yeah, I agree with you about Stafford. It didn't quite look.
2: He just, yeah, yeah like and himself. he doesn't get sacked a lot. Like, last year, I think he was sacked, like, I think I heard it on the radio, he was sacked, like, 30 times or something. Like, he wasn't sacked a lot, and obviously they've had some, like, Whitworth, their tackle, retired, but I just wonder. But, like, whatever. Like, well, maybe in a month, if he's still shitty, then we'll be like, well, oh, maybe he, that it, it's not as impressive of a game. But whatever, I'm not going to go that, cross that bridge yet. Was there anything MGM- for you? Go ahead. Oh, I, was going to say. I was going to say, I'm
1: looking, I'm looking at numbers going back to last week and I'm looking at quarterback hits and AJ Finessa hit the quarterback four times, man. And and Vaughn Miller had two, well, they were both sags, Jordan Phillips, three boogie Basham two. I mean, this guy was hit a lot. and It's just, I don't know. It blows me away. And I you know this is a position that the bills have wanted to improve at for a couple of years. I mean, they brought in Mario Addison as a free agent. They used a second-round pick on A.J. Vanessa. They used both their first and second-round picks last year on Greg Rizzo and Boogie Basham. And I think we all know we can point back to the Kansas City game last year and their inability to finish when it came to getting to Pat Mahomes. I'm not talking about getting some pressure on him. I'm talking about finishing the play was probably the, the biggest reason why they lost that game. Vaughn Miller's better than I – I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I don't want to say I was skeptical with Bob Miller coming here, but I was like, I think at this point of his career is more of a name than he is a performer. But sure. Based I mean, on one game, wrong. I was I'm wrong. Cause dude, dude looked amazing
2: on yeah. Thursday. And you know, what was, was really good about his performance was he only paid, played like 52% of the snaps yeah. or yeah. something like that. They, they had their rotation on full. And I think that's what you want. Like you, you know, keep their defensive linemen fresh. I mean, they have a legit like that that six, seven man rotation is it's it's awesome. And like, you know, if they can get if AJ and Boogie Bashan can keep playing well, I mean those those the young guys are the X factors because we know what we get with Von Miller. We know what we get with Ed Oliver. You know, Jordan Phillips, you kind of know as well. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what the difference between Arizona and here is, but you kind of like, hey, he'll get some sacks. It's
1: night and day. It's crazy. Well, I, didn't, I, 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 I talked I to Arizona know. fans. They're like, he, he didn't do shit in Arizona, man. And he yeah. comes to Buffalo, and he, and he looked really good when he was a bill the first time, too. Again, it came down to money. That's why he didn't stay. It's not because he didn't perform in the bills in didn't want him. He yeah, got paid. Been, hey,
2: you and I, we liked him a lot. I mean, we had yeah. some arguments on Twitter with other people who thought he wasn't that good when he left there. And I was like, what are you talking about? The guy they said he was a set.
1: splash player. He yeah. would make a splash play here and there, you know. Or good. We need packs. you need
2: splash players. Exactly. But like exactly. Yeah, he Put looked,
1: Pam Mahomes on the ground. You know, that's what me, it's all about.
2: Let me ask you this. Was there anything out of that game that you can say I have a concern about? I know it's one game and we talk about instant reaction, like not, you know, in terms of like after one week one, you're the best thing ever or you're the worst thing ever. Was there anything in that game where you're like, man, I could see that being a little bit of a problem? Is there anything that you can think of? I the, only,
1: the only thing I could see beyond the obvious, if anyone, if they get major injuries, that's a problem for 32 teams in the NFL. Sure. And this one to your question, to your uh, what you're asking me, the only... <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest here, and it's hard to not sound like a homer, but I'm not. I'm being dead honest with you. The only thing I see that could be a concern is the Bills beating themselves. I know that might sound boring, but it's the truth. The only Look, yo, if they don't turn the ball over four times, they probably win that game by 40 points. And I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, they had four turnovers. One of them was kind of a fluky one off Isaiah McKenzie's chest. But did Josh Allen made one bad throw? Pretty much made one bad throw the whole game. Yeah. Uh, the other interception, and then the running backs fumbled twice. I mean, you you, you turn the ball over four times. You're not going to blow a lot of teams out.
2: Yeah, well, maybe f- you will. I have three, and you kind of mentioned it. A little. And these are like these are like mosquito bites. So don't send your hate mm-hmm. tweets to me. Hit some of the pad if you got a problem with me being a little critical. Um, the running back thing is weird. Like you know, it's in terms of like I, I I tweeted this out, but I'll say it here. Like it's almost impossible to really hit your wagon to any of these running backs. Like one guy, one guy looks good. And then like the next drive, he looks like crap. And you're like, he fumbles and he's out of the, he's out. Like, I remember when Matt Breida had like his one, like good game against the jets last year. It was like, he's going to be the guy. And then he fumbled the next game and we never saw him again. And you know, that kind of happened with cook and Moss. And then like Singletary had some decent runs, but it's, it's to the point to where if I were any fan, I I don't, even, I, I try not to even, Think about the running back situation, but obviously they they seem to have a little bit of fumbleitis, a little bit even going back to last year because that's how people, those running backs to me lost their jobs or their right. their hot streak is if they fumbled and and McDermott was like, yeah, you're gone. So you know, a tiny bit, but the the two the one main thing I'll say this, and I've been on this this a lot, I do not want Josh Allen to be my leading rusher. Josh Allen had 15 carries in that game. Why?
1: Well, he, well, not that many, but he, well, he yeah, had, he had, he had too ten. Many. I thought, oh, yeah, 10 he had my ten, policy. which is too, 10 I is too many. I agree with you. Yeah, no, you're right. 100, you're 100 percent right. I agree with your point. Yeah, because yeah. because listen to me,
2: and I'm, I'm this isn't about like, and I've said this. I've been bitching about this for two years. Josh Allen as a runner is not like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is elusive. He's fast. He's he's like he can he can go around cones. Josh Allen is like a golden retriever, where he can just run straight ahead really fast. But if you got guys collapsing on him it's hard to bring him down but he's taking all these hits and i worry about him like there are so many quarterbacks in the last 20 years i can name who are scramblers who got their. it wasn't it's not like you're gonna lose games like in the short term like do i think josh allen's gonna get knocked out and he's gonna be out for a year no but i think his shelf life will get diminished because like you know Cam newton steve mcnair i remember him he was done at 35 and that guy didn't even play the first four years of his career you know, Donovan McNabb, like a lot of running quarterbacks when they, they take on defenders, it, you know, it they get they it it wears on you. And like I, I was talking to my friend of mine and he kind of had this dick response was, look, if he gets us a Super Bowl, I don't care if he's done in five years less. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that's kind of dickish to say. But what I, I get, I kind of understand your logic. But look, you have this guy like I want Josh Allen to play. I want this to be like the next 15 years of, like, us being like, man, we got a great quarterback until he's, like, 38, 37. I don't want the guy to be dead at 33, you know, and being, like, a shell of himself. You know, Cam Newton was out of the league in 10 years after he got drafted, basically. And right. Cam Newton five, four years ago was awesome. And then he, he just, the wear and tear picked up, as I said, Steve McNair. And I, I just, I don't like these running plays. I just don't like them at all. I don't think they're very imaginative. It's just It feels like it's a sweep, and then Josh Allen's get, it gets killed by, like, five guys and look some of it's funny i get it like oh he looks he stiffed on some cornerback while trying to get the first down and that thing sure if it's desperation and you have to like run out of the pocket and you have a lane fine i'm all for that but if it's like a sweep or any of that i don't know i i just i really need to cut that down
1: i agree i agree last year like say the chiefs game it was desperation time and that's the only way there were times where that was the only way they were going to move the markers was with josh allen's legs i get that I do agree with you. If, if there is one thing to be a little bit worried about with, with Ken Dorsey after one game, it's that it doesn't seem like, I remember all offseason, a lot of people were like, well, I really hope Josh runs the ball less. I don't want Josh Allen having 10 carries per game. Circling back to the running backs, I think the beneficiary of this first game was Devin Singletary. Um, James Cook fumbled, and he, did not, he didn't get a chance for redemption because he didn't get another carry the rest of the game. He's a rookie. You can't do that. It was it was a bad fumble, too. It was his fault. Um, so I think Singletary is going to get more trust in carries going further. Now, the Zach Moss fumble, I will say, every now and then, you just got to take your hat off to the other team. I mean, the guy punched it as the ball was going to the ground. That shit happens. But, I mean, you look at Zach Moss's stats. He had six carries for 15 yards, and he caught six passes, too, but for only 21 yards. Anyway, I could see Devin Singletary at least for now, I have a bigger role. They're clearly trying to go with a committee. I think it's just going to come down to a matter of trust. So I think Singletary yeah. will get uh, more carries with that. But, but, yeah, man, beyond your point about Josh Allen, I mean, that's something that's a little worrisome. Like I said, for, I don't care how much you win by. You don't want to turn the ball over four times per game. That's not going to have good results long term. So those probably are the only two things that I could think of. That I would are, also
2: throw in there, and this is a small, mm-hmm. small, tiny one, I'm going to give him some time. Dawson Knox didn't really do anything. Like, I think he had one catch. He was kind of there. It, it's fine. Look, they spread the ball around, but yeah, you know, it wasn't, he, just,
1: he wasn't, He it just wasn't his day in the game plan. I yeah. think he only he had one catch for five yards. That was it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm just saying like, look, I'm, I'm going to give him, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a Dawson Knox skeptic more so than I think Bill's Twitter is. Like, I just, I feel like he's, a, he's a solid player. I think he's, his. His numbers were inflated last year because he caught a lot of touchdowns, but he's not. I, don't, I I would like to have like a seven eight catch game where he has like a hundred yards almost, you know. Because now he got the new contract, it's not it's different now. It's not like he's it's not just like oh he's you know they. I they, certainly they, want yeah.
1: I certainly yeah. want to see him have more than it's one little, or five. Yes, yeah, like but, uh,
2: and again, let's see what happens. You know, I, that, but, but if we're we're nipping. but long term, my biggest thing. Look, cut down on Josh Allen's runs. You got a guy who can throw the ball a billion yards down the field. He's not. He's not like Lamar Jackson, who like you know, even though he, Lamar was really good on Sunday against the Jets, but like your quarterback who could barely get to two hundred yards, then fine, run. But if you can't, then why? Like just you know, th- just right. Do a couple I
1: months. I agree about that. I'm not That's I'm it. not at all concerned about Dawson Knox right now. I mean, the receivers caught I think seventeen passes. The top four receivers in the game that was part of their game plan.
2: How about on Stephon D- Diggs, man? I'm sorry, that guy, man, he balled out. On, on he was so. That that one th- the, the touchdown p- pass from Josh Allen went where he wasn't even like standing straight Allen when he threw it he kind of just did a I don't even yeah. know what that was it was just he just like kind of he just spun it right downfield and like you saw you heard Collinsworth go like like just gasp like like wow like how great that throw was but like Diggs Joe Vasquez
1: was wrote in the Athletic I I read his seven observations piece um, after the game and he talked about. Um, Stefan playing a little less snaps, which was keeping him fresher. I, yeah, I mean, he absolutely owned Jalen Ramsey. By the way, I saw a uh, Jalen Ramsey jersey in South Bend and I was just laughing at this kid. I'm like, why of all days, you're going to wear that the day after your boy just got absolutely uh torched? Back on the defensive side, I, again, I don't, <laughs> as long as there's not more injuries, you know, we were talking about, you just asked me about a couple of potential concerns and we talked about Josh running the ball too much and turnovers. I have zero concerns right now with the defense. If, if Dane Jackson plays like he did on Thursday night. Now, again, the pass rush is going to make the back end better. I mean, they to have two pro bowl safeties. I'm talking about the cornerback position there with the rookie, the two rookies and Dane Jackson before Trey gets back. Dane Jackson played a very good game. He had a nice interception. He played very well. That gives me a lot more confidence when it comes to, Trey white eventually coming back. And then you have Trey white and Dane Jackson as your two corners. He looked apart for sure. And you know, off season we we're talking about, we weren't talking about, but a lot of people were talking about, you know, positional battles at training camp in the preseason. Dane Jackson was never not going to be the starter. And he barely even played in the preseason. I mean, that kind of made it obvious that mm-hmm. he didn't even play, but anyway, I liked his game a lot. That was a significant takeaway. I don't want to call it a big picture takeaway yet. Cause was only one game, but, that was a a significant takeaway. Back to Josh on the other side of the ball. That's my big picture takeaway. You know, Josh looked superhuman against Kansas City in the second half of the playoffs last year, and we're like, all right, man. You know, well, is he going to carry that in? And you know, all these betting MVPs, the the betting favor right now for the MVP. Well, he certainly picked up.
2: You know, pretty much. I, I think he's winning it this year. If he keeps this up, he's winning. I think it, every every I've I've said this before with like the MVP voting. Sometimes it's just like the writers are like, ah, we need someone new. And then like, and like, I think Josh Allen is like, though they're going to get sick of Aaron Rodgers and go, you know what? Let's just give it to Josh this year. But like, yeah, his numbers.
1: He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He threw he's, five incompletions. And again, one of them was clearly not his fault. He only threw one really bad pass that yeah. whole game. He did. I don't like him running 10 times, like just like you, mm-hmm. but he did run for 56 yards. He accounted for four touchdowns. And again, man, he was not playing the, uh, you know, he he wasn't playing the the Seattle Seahawks, man. He was playing the Rams. Yeah, they got who, a they got know, Aaron hearing, Donald. Yeah, exactly. The, the monster, you know, yeah. they they still and Bobby Wagner, their big new signing, a linebacker, and they got Jalen Ramsey, who's closest in the game anyway, is one of the best corners in the NFL. I think there might be some people doubting that yeah. after uh, what Stephon Diggs did to him, but yeah, man, he just. I don't know. He's as good as advertising. That's been my biggest concern all offseason is, is this team overrated? Not overrated, but overhyped. And now you get it. Based on this game, you know why everyone in the national media, I remember we were watching uh, last week, the NFL Network before the game, and everyone, including Michael Irvin, picked the Bills and won the Super Bowl. I could not believe it. It was a clean sweep across the board. They all picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Even Michael Irvin had, I mean, he had Dallas going to the Super Bowl, but he had the Bills winning. I'm like, God, I hate all this attention, and I hate being the favorites like this. But when you go on and you play like you did, you're going to be. And by the way, the Bills hate the punt, too. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Four yeah. straight regular season games, they have not punted. That is absurd.
2: Yeah, it's insane. I mean, they don't need the punter at all. And no. it's 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 an offense that's like it's, – it's a must-see TV. And, you know, I think if we keep going this way, like we're going to talk about this offense. Like, you know, you and I were like having a chit-chat about like – I think like a couple of weeks ago, we were doing like the Twitter, like who had a better team, like the Super Bowl Bills or this team or this version. They keep going this way, you know. It's kind of blasphemy to say like the Bills' offense of of the nine of this era is better than the '90s one, like ninety like the '90 90, '91 teams. But like we're getting there right now, like you with that because they're. It could have been more. Like you know, it could have they could have scored forty five on the Rams easily if it wasn't for turnovers. And like you said, it's. You know it's fun. I can't wait till they play the Titans and knock their asses out. Hopefully,
1: one last thing too is, but uh, I remember before the, the inactives when they came out, they come out like I think ninety minutes before the game, right? Sure. Khalil yeah. Shakir was on the inactive list, and people were losing their minds. They were pissed about that. Look, Lem- don't don't read. I said this a million times. The preseason and training camp don't always mean that much.
2: James it Carter don't mean dick. It rate. doesn't mean anything, bro. Like. Y- like how many people said like oh Devin Cook he's or not Devin what whatever, whatever his James name Cook. first name James Cook excuse me oh he's a secret weapon they, have, they haven't used him yet and he, he gets one carry he fumbles and Shakir's supposed to be really good like they oh, are it's just they well, no, gonna... no they're they're just rookies they're not ready probably we'll see them next year. Okay, no, they'll, have, no, no. they'll have, oh, yeah, 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 Joe, yeah, we, yeah,
1: Joe's overreacting here, folks. No, no, I'm not. They're gonna You're be patient with Shakir, is my point. As long no, as, yeah, but he's not doing anything this year.
2: I guarantee, I will bet you a dollar that we will never have a post show where you or Aaron Quinn, or actually, Aaron will, he'll find something to like about everyone, but like, we will not have a show where. Man, Cook and Shakir really helped them out in this game. No, I disagree with you. 100%. I don't. I don't. I don't think they know how to use running backs. I don't think they know how to use running backs. Shakir, James Cook
1: fumbled, and you know, you don't fumble. Sean McDermott they have holds you too accountable.
2: Many running backs, as is, they're not a running yeah. football team. All that bullshit about secret weapons and training camp tonight. No, they're not going to do nope. anything. Those two will not do. I'm not saying they're going to be bums for the rest of their career. They'll probably do something next year. Not this they'll year. They'll do something. I guarantee you. It, it, it Mark not my words. Really Whoever's listening to this podcast, the 30 of you people, mark it. And then you can at me. If oh, get I'm going to mark
1: it. I'm going to save this. No, for,
2: you're going to forget Shakira it. we
1: here it's like six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. That's not like, happening like this year unless,
2: someone's, unless the whole wide receiving court gets hurt. One guy, why would he, one guy. Why, why didn't he play then? You're telling me that they they really had to get like the fifth wide. I receiver told over. you
1: he's the, He's a rookie, and he's going to be brought. So that's why today. he's
2: not not going to do anything this year because he's a rookie. No, nope, He'll get an opportunity. No,
1: he's not. He will, and, and, especially, I, you're, you're, and especially James Cook. James you, Cook will definitely. He'll be he'll be a, a he'll be a bigger part of the game plan. Again, he fumbled. Oh yeah. If he he'll doesn't have three, fumble, he'll have
2: three catches for twelve yards, and all you people will <laughs> jerk yourselves off right, over all it. Right, all right, like, let's yeah, let's anyways, get back
1: to all right. So to. I would say the two biggest, the biggest major takeaways that I think are big picture takeaways is the Bills defensive line upgrades are as good or better as advertised. And Josh Allen is picked up right where he left off last year. um, I I think little bonus takeaways is I think Dane Jackson looked really good. I agree with your point that Josh Allen, I'd like to see him not run the ball 10 times uh, per game. I, I think that's pretty much it for the Bills.
2: Oh, I have out. one more. I have one Go more ahead. takeaway about that game. I don't know if you saw this tweet, but the ratings for the game, Los Angeles was not even in the top 20 for that game. Really? Yep. Not even in the top 20. Imagine that. You have the second biggest freaking market marketing. Like, Los Angeles sports scene, like, they should get more shit. I think, like, because of the Lakers and maybe a little bit of the Dodgers, they get kind of a little bit of a pass as a, a sports town. But like they don't give a shit about football. That's that. Especially when
1: you're coming off a Super Bowl and it's your first, and you're opening up the NFL season. And yeah, and
2: and and you can't even crack the top twenty. There are a lot of
1: Bills fans at that game
2: there were yeah there are a lot
1: there are a lot well represented i'll give it up to bills fans for that i mean it's a destination place to go la so i did it and you got several months to save up to go to it but yeah man you also
2: have you also have probably a lot of expats because that's what that's what what that's why la as a sports city is kind of inferior because it's a lot of expats who go who live there so it's like you know they're i don't know football i don't think it's as big as people like to think of it, think of it out there. There's a lot of money out there for like rich people to go to those games, and that's probably why they move the team there so that they can get that rich corporate dollar. But I don't think Joe Schmo, who's making a medium income, cares about the brands. But anyways, that's how I feel about the LA sports scene.
1: Sports fans who like to wager, I'm here to tell you about Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. If you're looking for a one-stop space on these interwebs to compare odds live up to the minute, look no further than Odds Trader. Why is Odds Trader so valuable to you? Well, for starters, it's the perfect place to compare betting odds and lines from all the major sports books. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because if you're liking a team, you wanna throw down some cash on them, you're getting your choice of what's getting you the best odds, the best lines. It's a chance to find the highest payouts, if you're betting on the underdogs or whether you're profiting the most if you're going with the favorites odds trader also allows you to compare all the different sign-up codes and promos from the sports books so that you can get the best deal out there for you if that's not enough odds trader the app also gives you player stats key game stats injury reports projected game day weather which by the way that can be a huge thing to know in certain situations OddsTrader also has a betting tracker so that you can keep records of all of your games that you have wagers on and all your betting activity. Simply put, OddsTrader gives you quite literally everything you need to make the most informed bets humanly possible. If you're in his betting on sports games, any sport, by the way, make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. OddsTrader, the number one site,
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, I'm back with Joe at Buffalo Wins on Twitter. Um, quickly around the league, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about. Uh, Rest of the league, but I will say one thing that stuck out to me. If you want to talk about the bills and and their big statement game, there are a couple teams that have big statement games, and none so more maybe than uh the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, dude, the Chiefs ain't going anywhere, and uh, you know, they absolutely dominated Arizona on the road, they won by uh, 44 21. Patrick Mahomes, as great as Josh Allen is, Patrick Mahomes is not ready to just pass that torch over to Josh Allen just yet. You look at his numbers 30 of 39, 360 yards. Five touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. For one day anyway, they did not miss Tyreek Hill whatsoever. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had a pretty good game, like 79 yards uh, receiving. Of course, Kelsey caught 121 You're passing yards and a touchdown. Point being this, they have 488 yards of total offense. And uh, I think Arizona's an overrated team. So again, I know, you know, let's not get too nuts based on one game. But Kansas City is still... You know this ain't the Detroit Pistons when they were on the come down, and Michael Jordan and the Bulls were on the come up, and it was sure. just a matter of time. The Chiefs are young in a lot of positions, just like the Bills. They got a great young quarterback, and they ain't going anywhere anytime soon, man. This is a this is still a really good football team.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think with Hill gone, it kind of forces the Chiefs to spread the ball more, and that's what you saw on Sunday. Is he's spreading the ball to more of his wide receivers? But yeah, you're right. That's the team I picked. Um, my AFC Championship prediction is the Bills and the Chiefs, and I, yeah. I think I think I mean it's not a you know I'm not going on my like giving you like the hot take there, but the Chiefs are just great. Like Mahomes is awesome, and Andy Reid is like he is a great exes and olds quarterback, and that could be like when these two teams go against each other at some point. I mean they're going to go against each other next month. You know we talk we can talk about the Von Miller thing. That's why you signed him, but. Of all the coaches, I don't think you can argue that Andy Reid's the best X's and O's coach of, of the two teams combined. Like I he think just the
1: Bills, the Bills become... are the better team. But if it's a close game in the final five minutes, I'd like the Chiefs more. If I'm being unbiased and removing any fandom, I would like the Chiefs in a close game at the end because I because of what you said, Andy Reid. I yeah. trust Andy Reid in five, you know, in, in the last five minutes of a tight game. Then I do Sean McDermott,
2: and I'm just being honest. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. We're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun because it's that's. But that's right now that that Mahomes versus Allen. It's it's Jordan versus Dominique or whatever <laughs> Wilkins from like the eighties or whatever player you wanted a LeBron versus Kobe like that's what it's it's shaping up right now in the AFC. I've said it a
1: million times I'll say it a million and one times if I'm the bills and I got Josh Allen I am not trading him for any quarterback in the league including Patrick Mahomes if I'm the Chiefs and I got Patrick Mahomes I'm not trading him for any quarterback in the league including Josh Allen you just enjoy it and I've seen this on Twitter too and I'm I mean it's all over the place this is this is Elway versus Marino and they're both in their primes mm-hmm. in the AFC you know the two best quarterbacks in the conference is going at it. It's awesome to see on uh, another team. I hyped up the Bengals. I did an entire podcast about me and Joe yearning did almost an entire show on the, uh, Cincinnati Bengals somehow being underrated and going under the radar despite going to the Super Bowl last year. No one even talks about them. Well, you know, they go off, they lose at home to Pittsburgh, uh, in overtime, man. Great game by the way. But, uh, again, Last year the Bills lost to Pittsburgh at home in the opening season. I'm not going to bury the Bengals. Uh, Joey Burrow, man, he did a little Nate Peterman impression though in that first half. He threw like four picks. I know that I don't know if all four picks were in the first half, but I know that there were all four picks were definitely through the first three quarters, man. And yeah, they was, played well at the end of the game. Then course, Jermar Chase is just a beast, but good. And again, a good game. And I don't know, man. The Bengals not a good start.
2: Yeah, I mean. They should have won. The stupid snapper got her. I mean, they all they, the extra point they make that the game's over at the got end. They got make blocked. Yeah. Patrick, yeah, but yeah, what, what
1: I mean, game, it's
2: one game. But I, I still right. You're right. I mean, look, the the Bengals are very for an AFC championship team. Like to won the AFC title last year? They're they're definitely on that under under the radar thing. Um, in terms of like people not really talking about them, but you know, they they definitely scare me. I mean they scare me a little bit and I'm sure we'll get to them. Like the chargers and the Ravens, like those are and the chiefs. Like those are the five I would put in terms of like, I'm worried about them. Like in terms of, all right, when we go against those teams, that's when we got to put on our big boy pants for the one team.
1: One team you did not mention. And I get why at this time anyway, but the Miami dolphins, I mean, this is a AFC East divisional matchup. They go out, they beat new England 20 to seven. um, To, uh, you know, I'll say this, my, I think Miami is going to be in the mix all season long. And I've, I've said this before. And I think, again, I don't like to try, I try not to overreact too much based on one game opening week, but I think what you saw from Miami is what you'll see a lot of this year. I think Miami is going to be in the mix. I really do. And I think New England, on the other hand, is going to be only one game. I think they stink. I don't think they're a good football team. I, I don't think that highly of Matt Jones, Matt Jones. I think they won some games last year that maybe they shouldn't have, but I just see them falling this year. And then going back to Tua, his stats look all right. So twenty three of thirty three, two hundred seventy yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Tyree Kill eight catches for ninety four yards. Jalen Waddle four catches, sixty nine yards, and a touchdown. If You're a Dolphins fan. You're gonna, you'll take that seventeen weeks of the season. I would say. And you know more probably more than any other player right now. And when you you're on Twitter and you see it all the time, Bills fans hate Tua. They love to bury him. I have, to a certain extent, stuck up for Tua. I've said that if he could play Ryan Tannehill level, that I think Miami is going to be in the mix. This was Ryan Tannehill level, and if you don't want to give the Patriots any credit, I'm looking forward to Week Two because Miami plays at Baltimore. So what are you gonna you know what I'm saying? If, if, if Tua comes out and plays reasonably well against Baltimore, I, at some point you're gonna have to start to give this kid some
2: credit. You agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I saw some of the, the comments, like because I guess some of the throws Tua had weren't great. And I'm and the, No, they, were,
1: they weren't great. Look, I don't but, think the guy's great by any means. I mean, but some like ducks,
2: man. there's this I've been saying this before. Like, I don't like look, I get it. You want to bash two and the dolphins, like they're your rival kind of their the division. But like some of the shit I I kind of think of I think back to 2019, 2018, Josh Allen, when Josh Allen was making some horrible throws, and like how many people on Bill's Twitter would like come to the rescue and like say, like, oh, it's fine, like leave him alone. And now they're and then they would get so angry at, at the people who were detractors, and now they're they're kind of doing a 180 with two was like over analyzing his throws. And look, 270 is two seventy. You won like, you know, New England normally did have a good defense, I don't you know, but We'll see what next week. You're right. Like next week, Baltimore is not is a is a stacked team. Like Baltimore's a team that scares me too, because like, you know, they were they were the first seed last year, week year, like after 10 games, and then everyone got injured and then they fell off a cliff. But, you know, we'll see what happens with them next year. I do agree. Like, I think they'll be in the mix for like a wild card uh you know they the last two years they've been. In the I mix. think they're going to
1: be in a mix for the divisional title. I'm being honest with you. I don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to win the divisional title, but I don't think the Bills don't have a victory parade for the AFC East in November. I I, uh, I,
2: I might, but I, I, it's more mm-hmm. about the Bill. It's more about the Bills and the Dolphins, though.
1: to uh of- look, Tua. I watched that game, at least a lot of that game, anyway. And yeah, he throws. it Look, he doesn't. He doesn't have the arm. He ain't Josh Allen. They ain't gonna be yeah. slinging the ball, but. Their two receivers are awesome. To me, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, at least Tyreek Kill's the scariest player in the NFL because we've seen what he's done to the Bills, and we see how much his presence on the field scares the Bills and scares Leslie Frazier and the defenses that they play around him. Their offense, Miami's offense, is predicated on getting Tyreek the ball on slants and outs, mm-hmm. and you know, getting separation because of his his speed. And Jalen Waddle is a great receiver. I'm telling yeah. you, man. This team's gonna be a damn problem. I I, I still think the Bills are a better team, but my point was, if if you're a Miami fan right now and you look at those numbers, I'll take those every week and take my chances with Tua. I, yeah. I still think he's a I think he's a slightly above average quarterback. Can you beat the Buffalo Bills though with a slightly above quarterback? I that's why I don't really I don't can.
2: think so. I mean, the Bills have really I, I I maybe it's overconfidence on my end, but like the Bills have really had their way with the Dolphins the last three. They have they haven't lost since 2018. And right. that's why I'm not too worried about them in terms of the division, right. but I definitely could see them in the I see them more of a wild card mix. And I and as I said, I, I don't think Tua is as trashy as Bill's Twitter meaning loves, loves to, to fight every day about, which is weird. Me neither. But but whatever. That's
1: like I said, it's middle good. of the pack quarterback, though they'll be all right. Now you mentioned this team, the other team that concerns me. I would put them right there with the Kansas city chiefs actually are the chargers and as big of an impact as Vaughn Miller had with the Buffalo bills in his first game pass rushing Khalil Mack had an even bigger impact with the chargers. Khalil Mack had three sacks on Sunday against the Raiders in his first game. And then they got Joey Bosa on the other side. And we already know the chargers got offensive skill players for days with Herbert and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. The chargers are a loaded team. They, they beat the Raiders. Um, yeah, I again. Let's not get too crazy based on one game, but I really think the Chargers got a good team, and that defensive line with with Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they're cheap. they're a very chic team to like predict, and I'm predicting like I think they'll be good because they're young. And when you have like a young team, like their n- nucleus is very young, you, could, you tend to think like, oh man, they're going to get better. They're, they're like a stock; they're going to get better as the, the year is, as, as the, the games go by. That's kind of how I feel about them. Because, again, they didn't make the playoffs last year. But, like, they have such a young – they got – you know, Her- Herbert's talented as all hell. And they're going to be there. I'll say this, though, sticking with that division, if you don't mind. What did you make of that Broncos game Monday night? Uh,
1: I, I I don't think – I think Denver's the fourth – team in the afc West. I, you see i think I, they're I, a pretty good team but i don't think i don't i think there's a the the, the the fourth team in that division which is obviously very loaded they're okay
2: i mean i had them a little bit higher than you because i did still believe in russell wilson but if nate hackett's calling like those terror like going for a field goal with like like for six for 64 yards instead of doing a fourth and five like the clock manager at the end of that game was horrible and like i, I just couldn't believe it i was like jesus what the doug marone like soul going to you Nate Hackett or whatever but
3: like he was you
1: know what else bothered me too about Nate Hackett is post game I actually so I put on ESPN and I know he he literally he was talking so fast he didn't even take a second to breathe in between sentences it was like he was almost like hyperventilating to an extent when he was talking and I immediately started wondering I tweeted about this I'm like is this job too big for him and it only took now again overreaction month or week one I get it it's an overreaction but I think it's kind of a fair question because you got you, you pay all that money for Wilson Wilson. You don't go for it on fourth and five from the 46-yard line, and you try a 64-yard field goal, which he's never made in his career. Yeah. He's 0 for 5 in his career from 62 yards and beyond, and, and that's how you're going to try to win the game. They yeah. let the clock run down. I'm like, my thought process was, like this is kind of dumb, but I feel like they got still got two timeouts, so they're going to call timeout, and they're going to try to get, because they got two more timeouts. They're going to try to get another 10, 15 yards. Run the clock all the way down, so if they kick the field goal, Seattle doesn't have a chance.
2: But then they yeah. kick the field goal.
1: But yeah, his post game explanation—not even what he was saying it's just how fast he was
2: saying. I yeah, was like, he, Bro, he
1: slow yeah. down, man.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to bury them yet, but like, there's definitely a couple, sh- couple shovels of dirt on them right now because that was oh, absolutely, a, and they're in the wrong
1: a, division to be fucking around and falling behind. Because I'm telling you, that yeah. division is just straight out too good. You cannot be losing to the Seattle Seahawks if you want to win the AFC West. It's right. as simple as that. The Bills have a little leeway for error. They can go on and lay a Jacksonville stinker like they did last year or whatever. The AFC West, man, you can't be losing to the Seattle Seahawks. You just, Geno Smith, can't do it. You know what other team, too, real quick I want to hit on? The Colts. So Houston did the Bills, I think, potentially a, a nice favor. They they tied the Colts. I don't get the Colts, man. They look like world beaters at times. They got a great roster, but they underachieve way too much. Like last year, all we do is beat the Jacksonville Jaguars again in the playoffs. And they got buried. They got smacked. Um, they remind year-
2: me, they're re- sorry. They're reminding me of like the best of the bills, drought teams where they're like, you would have those like every four or five years, you had a really good roster, like 2014 on the or, you know, maybe like 2003 with the bills and, and, and Greg Williams, but their issues at quarterback, as far as I'm concerned, I would not have gone after Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's toast. I know he gives, like, he'll put up some numbers, but he, they're, they're, that's been their issue. They keep going for quarterbacks who are way past their prime. And instead of trying to develop a guy, yeah, or draft they got to they they, figure
1: I, something out. Yeah. Man. But like, you come
2: on, you know, you got But I'll give the Texans credit, man. Like, they, they they're not going to do anything this year, obviously. But like, you know, Jerry Hughes made some good plays. OJ Howard, that's the other thing, too. Going back to the Bills a little bit here. Like, I'm not going to sit here and go, like, it's weird to me that they cut OJ Howard and they, they kept like they, they took a cap hit. They're they're going with Sweeney and the other guy, Moss. Quinn Quinny uh, Morris. Morris, whatever his name is. And then like, you know, Howard goes in and gets two touchdowns on like his first game, not not even there for a week. It it was just a little I'm not look, I'm not saying like it's gonna cost the Bills this title or anything like that, but it was a little bit of a, a weird, like I don't really understand why he got cut. I know it, it's just kind of like you're telling me that Tommy Sweeney's better than him and there's a part of me that wonders if maybe maybe he got ill. He kind of felt like he wasn't going to be used all that much because the Bills, maybe the Bills are, I, I don't know how much the Bills used too tight in on Monday, I learned last week, but maybe they were like, yeah, you're not really going to see the field. And he was like, I don't want to be here if I'm only going to see X amount of snaps cut me. But it's every,
1: account, like. every account that I've read or, or talked to has said that OJ Howard had maybe the worst training
2: camp of anyone on the Bills roster.
1: Given his expectation in, in the player I'm well, just training telling you what
2: everyone has said, everyone yeah, well, can't be wrong. It's just no, everyone's wrong because training camp's yeah. stupid. You shouldn't look into anything. Rob I, well, Johnson I, would, had the, I wouldn't read Rob too Johnson much in OJ Howard given to two Rob uh, I mean, I'm not saying look, I, is he gonna keep this pace up? Probably not, no. But <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Tommy Sweeney sucks. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. happy. I'm happy
1: for OJ Howard, but OJ Howard not is not you don't worth care. You don't not care worth about podcast it. time space here. I will say this: Go oh, back to bad. Houston. Okay, <laughs> I, uh, shout out my man, U.B. Buffalo-born Demone Harris, who's with the Houston Texans. He was on the practice squad. He got elevated to the game day uh, or to the active roster late last week, and then he played on Sunday. He played a career high 39 snaps. He had uh, he was in on three tackles. And he was credited with a quarterback hit. He almost, he almost got us. He almost sacked uh, Matt Ryan. That was really cool to watch. So, anyway, it's always cool. That's my guy, Damone. So
2: uh, yeah. cool I'm, sure, him I'm sure more people cared about O.J. Howard, in my take, than that take. But go
1: no, ahead. they don't because they, they care do. about Buffalo people. So, they props to Damone Harris. By the props way, Jerry, you mentioned Jerry Hughes. He had two sacks Sunday, Brilliant. which is funny because he had two sacks with the Bills all of last season, which I mentioned earlier in the show. So, good for him, man. I, I, that's for, Oh, one other team, the Titans. They lose at home, or they lose to uh, the New York Giants, 21-20 at home. I, look, I just don't think the Titans are very good. A.J. Brown's one of the best receivers in the NFL, and they traded him, and I think a lot of teams feared him and kind of defended them a little bit different. Um, I just, who's I who's just, their
2: number one wide receiver now there? Uh, God, I can't Do think that. Do we even know? Like, is they drafted
1: like, a-, a rookie, Traylon Burks, and, and they got a guy that I, I, his name is escaping right now. But yeah, they cut Julio Jones. And they traded AJ Brown. They drafted Berks, and They got another guy. I just, I don't know. His name's escaping me right now, but man, I don't know. I just don't think this team yeah, is really they're... good. Derrick Henry's been playing for a while. He's taking a lot. He's still going to be, he's going to have his games where he dominates, but I just, I don't know. This is obviously the Bill's next opponent next Monday night. I just, I watched a lot of that game, which by the way, Brian Dable. I love this dude, man. Good for him. I'm so glad the Giants won. He went for two at the end of the game instead of it to go to overtime. That's a ballsy-ass first game as your head coach thing to do. I absolutely loved it. I love seeing him on the sidelines. He was getting emotional um, when the Titans had a chance to kick a long field goal at the end, and it missed. He started fist-pumping. He was hugging people. He almost had tears in his eyes. I love Brian Dable. I'm happy for Ken Dorsey. I like him a lot, and I know why Dable wouldn't stay as an offensive coordinator, and obviously the Bills were not going to fire Sean McDermott. But I think Brian Dable is going to be a good head coach. And I said this on Twitter earlier today, in fact. Consider me going forward. uh, The Giants are my NFC team type of guy, man. I really like him a lot. I think he's going to be a great coach.
2: I think he'll do he'll do well here. He's definitely a a different change of pace from what Giants fans have always had. They've kind of had a rugged fossil who like they all is kind of like the character of like, oh, we gotta run. Like George. we gotta run, we got we gotta run the football and boring and Dable is you know he's kind of like a high yes. energy he's an offensive oh. guy so uh, I wouldn't go that far as there are gonna be I don't really have an NFC team I I hate all the New York teams that are that are in football and <laughs> hockey so I really I, I don't uh, you know and I'll, I'll never forget Super Bowl twenty five so no I'm not I, I mean good for him but I'm not gonna sit there and like. Hope I'm happy
1: God they for him. And if I'm a giant fan, which by the way, Saquon Barkley looked really, really good. Really that, dude good could yeah. that dude could actually stay healthy. I know everyone says Christian McCaffrey, if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, he's the best running back, you know, especially fantasy football, whatever. Saquon Barkley's every bit as good as, as McCaffrey and maybe even better. But anyway, I just, I don't know. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm really excited to watch my team play and have a head coach go for the win in his first game because they could have played for overtime, kicked the extra point. And, sure. and took their chances and he went for the win i, I respect the hell out of it reminds that
2: reminds me a little bit of what happened last year with the titans bills remember that game when they could have w- kicked the field goal no. and they said they would it would have went to overtime and they said no we're going for it. and that's when Allen yeah. slipped but so but yeah anyways that yeah, big
1: right. balls yeah yeah people. absolutely man so anyway the titans I, on monday night i look you you, you never know what could happen it's the nfl's a a very weird league but i'm not sweating the tennessee titans right now uh at all one last thing too by the way i looked look, so bad week for you know you hear the sophomore slump all the time quarterbacks in the nfl uh bad week for second year quarterbacks uh mac jones looked like shit and they lost trevor lawrence didn't play well in washington they lost trey lance his first start his second year they lost uh Justin Fields, the Bears won, but they won because their defense
2: died. That was a Chris shitty, I, I wouldn't give too much with that Bears night. That was a horrible condition game. It was right. Insane.
1: And Davis Mills is all right. But my point being is all these second year quarterbacks, none of them uh, looked really good. Like I said, we got the Bills Titans on Monday night. I just, I don't. Do they, take the let, Bills, me,
2: let, let me ask you right. this. You're talking about the Bills Titans game. How much do they have to win by? Like, Are we now in, are we into the territory of like, if the Bills don't win by some of, like eight, this amount of points, is there a concern? Like not concern, but like <laughs> like are we just here, like, look, just get a win? Because like right now, you're right. The Titans stock is like plummeted right now. I mean, I'm I'm expecting the Bills to win by like two touchdowns. Like they should have kicked their asses last year. They had turnovers. Derek Henley like ran over a like they, they had like a I want to see them
1: sure. just not turn the ball over. I don't, I really don't care how many they win by. I'd like to see them not turn the ball over three times. In that game and we'll see if they could defend Derrick Henry better. Again, this defensive line is a lot better. Derrick Henry, you know, he, he destroyed the bills last year. He, I mean, ran for 76 yard touchdown. The Titans have played the bills really good the last couple of years. They've been close games. Um, yeah, but I, I'm not worried about it. I really don't answer your question. I don't know. If they only win by seven, does it really change anything? I I, I don't think so. Yeah, sometimes, I don't think so sometimes teams just Sometimes teams just play well. You get a couple of breaks against you, a couple of fluky things happen, and it ends up being a closer game. So uh, I yeah, think
2: once fair. you get to a, a level of play, and like, look, the Bills, we know they're going to be there. And they, it does, you just stack up the Ws. If you're like a younger team, and you're having like, you're trying to figure out, like I'm trying to figure out like if they're really good or not, you kind of do judge on style points a little bit. But mm-hmm. when you're an established team, you are just like, just get the W. Yeah, just get the you W, know. man. I just really don't dumb. care.
1: We we've talked about all off season how hard their first seven weeks are. Just get the W. That's literally all I care about, and mm-hmm. try to, you know, it's beyond their control, but stay healthy too. That's obviously cool. the other uh, big thing. Before before so before I go, I want to kind of circle back to the beginning. I talked about going to uh, Notre Dame. It was my first, not only my first Notre Dame game, it was my first major college football game I've ever been to in my life. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah, I've been watching football for. Literally, my entire life, never been to a major. I went to UB, plenty of games, but I've never been to like a major college football game. I would recommend this, and I know Notre Dame's one of those teams. They're kind of like the Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you either love them or you hate them. There's no in between. No one's like, "Yeah, I think Notre Dame's all right." You either hate them or, or they're your team. So I get that. If, if Notre Dame ain't your team and you have another team, if it's Michigan, if it's Miami or Penn State whoever, and you haven't been to a college football game. If it's anything like like it was for me in Notre Dame and South Bend, you got to go, man. I, I So the Bills played the Rams. And this was a hectic ass 24 hours, but the Bills played the Rams Thursday night. We ended up, me and three of my buddies drove overnight, basically, like bursting bright and early, like before it even got light out on Friday morning, we left and we drove to South Bend. It's like about six and a half hours, roughly, roughly it's six and a half hours. Uh, So we got there, checked into the hotel and stuff, and then went to the campus, which again, I've never been to a major game and I've never been on a major college campus before. I was just blown away, man. You know, again, growing up a Notre Dame fan, I remember my dad being a fan, just seeing the campus and all the traditions, the campus bookstore, but just the buildings, the uh, Touchdown Jesus, the Golden Dome. Friday night, they had a, a student pep rally. Just kind of lame, to be honest with you. The pep rally itself was... Oh, come on. It's for the kids.
2: It's for the kids.
1: Right. Exactly. Well, that's not true. That's what I would think. Notre Dame, and I don't know if other schools are like this, there were thousands of alumni on campus. Now, this was also their home opener. Maybe they don't go to all the games. Sure. People might fly in for it. But that was the coolest shit, man. I, I talked to a guy who was in his 60s and... He was with his three college buddies. They went to school together, and every year they go to a home game together. And, they're, again, they're in their 60s, and they're still meeting up once a year to go there. You could tell the alumni take a lot of pride in going to Notre game, which they should. But, anyway, so there was the pep rally, and then we went out and hit the town. There were two really uh kind of famous bars. Corby's is the, is the, the more famous one. I don't know if you've watched Rudy, but I in have. the movie Rudy, like all the bar scenes with his brother and his dad and, and him in the bar, that's where it was filmed at it, from Corby's. So mm-hmm. we went there and it was really cool. Tons of memorabilia. I got a, a I bought myself a pretty cool t-shirt and there's this bar called the linebacker lounge, which was just mob, by the way, Mar- there were a lot of Marshall fans. That's who mm-hmm. they played a lot of fans and they could not be a, any more nicer, man. It was fun. So anyway, that was Friday night, Saturday, we get up we go early in the morning to the campus. We walk around, hit the, uh, the store, bought some Notre Dame gear. The uh, Glee Club performed right before noon. This is their tradition. So the Glee club is on one of the lawns at between the halls, and they perform the you know their traditional songs, which is really cool. And then the team is at mass. and from mass, they walk along the sidewalk, from the from the church, along the sidewalk into the stadium because the stadium is right there. I was literally on the edge of the sidewalk, like the entire team walked past me, like if I wanted to push Marcus Freeman, which I should have the way he coached that game. I could have pushed him. He was literally two feet away from me. The whole team just walked past me, and it was really cool. The band's playing. The stadium was majestic, shit all over the place. It was just so much fun until the game started, and then they sucked. <laughs> it was just terrible. So wait, they, were at,
2: they, they were at church before? They, yeah, they so go like to walk, church. They go to church, and then they walk out of church. They go they to go mass. Right to
1: the... They go to mass, wow. and then they go to mass. Uni- and they're in their they're uniforms. In their, they're in their dress shirts and ties. Like okay. I was going to say
2: like, okay. And then they, okay. because I was And like, then they, they walk
1: they and then they walk and it's a tradition because I mean, it was lined to hundreds and hundreds of people there, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, I we okay. just happen to get a really good spot. Just to, that's my kind of my point is the traditions that go with these schools. And again, I'm sure it's probably to some extent, at least anyway, maybe not as much as Notre Dame, but like I said, these other schools, Michigan, USC, I'm sure they have their own traditions, but just sure. being on the campus and, and everything, just the whole experience was probably was the, there... the best sports experience I've ever had in my life. That's minus awesome. the game.
2: How was how was the, so was it was there tailgating at all? Like were the parking yes. lot have okay. Yeah, did Yeah, you, yeah, was... yeah. Or did you just walk? Through?
1: I walked through them. I didn't okay. actually drink, I didn't drink on Saturday. I, I pounded beers on Friday. I'm not gonna lie, but game day you. Saturday, I really wanted to just experience and, and soak sense. in as much as possible. Like I said, I bought some gear. We walked through tailgates. Yeah, there were plenty of people drinking now. Once you get into the game, which kind of made sense because I made a comment to a. Uh, so I went with my cousin Fudge and my friend John and my friend Nick. You have a cousin named Fudge? Yeah, well, it's his nickname. <laughs> Fudge is we, awesome. That's
2: an awesome <laughs> nickname. It is.
1: And he, right. and he, like me, he, he's a, he might even be a bigger Notre Dame fan than I am. John and Nick are just football fans. In fact, John's a Michigan fan. Although he went undercover as a Notre Dame fan because he bought an Irish green Irish shirt. Although he put on, he said it was for St. Patrick's Day in Buffalo, which technically he was right. It didn't say Notre Dame. It just said Irish with a leprechaun on it. So he bought that from uh, uh, the bookstore. But anyway, those guys were there for the experience in the game. They really didn't have any emotional investment on how Notre Dame did or any of the nostalgia stuff. They were just there because it was a fun thing as a group of friends to do. Um, so, yeah, they, they were drinking. They were, They slipped off. John found some kind of corporate private bear tent to sneak into him and Nick. So they were sitting there drinking beers while me and my cousin were walking around soaking uh, everything in. But anyway, my point was this: the entire weekend. I was in South Bend Friday night at the bars Friday night on campus, Saturday at campus, the game. I swear to you, there was, I didn't see a single fight. I did not see a personally, see a single incident, nothing crazy at all. And then I'm like, well, they don't sell alcohol at the game. That's a big reason why. You realize when people are drunk, that's when the bullshit starts. But, yeah, there were no problems in the stadium. Like I said, the Marshall fans, man, they couldn't have been better. And I was actually happy for them. I was pissed at Notre Dame loss. But they traveled from West Virginia. They were the they were 20 and a half point underdogs. They won outright. Their fans were pumped, but they weren't being snobbish and rubbing it in like assholes at all. Mm-hmm. They were really cool. The whole experience was fun. Like I said, the bars just felt really cool people were friendly it was cheap like there were so many fast food places around the bars were reasonably priced like we had to pay seven i remember seven dollar cover which my cousin paid i didn't but to get in the linebacker lounge but once you got in it was two dollar and fifty cent bush lights i was like whoa so we were buying four at a time for 10 bucks i'm like shit that's cheaper than fucking buffalo man yeah that bar, that famous bar corby's there was no cut like it was five dollars for a king size not a king size but a a pounder 16 ounce bud light for five
2: bucks that ain't bad man
1: how was the how was the
2: food down there like in terms of those did you eat at those pubs we didn't eat
1: at any real places we had we had pizza at corby's like they that's the only thing on their menu we had like a a mini pizza and it was literally just to get something in our stomach because we drove for six and a half hours we met our buddy nick who flew in from texas we met him at a a shithole bar and then we went back to the hotel we bought a case of beer we had a couple beers and then we went out and started doing. We had never eaten all day, so that's all we had to eat. We were starving, and then we went to Culver's, which is a fast food place on Saturday. We didn't really sit down and have any. I don't think there is any signature South Ben food. I don't know. Maybe there is. I'm wrong, but
2: that's cool, know. man. Good. It and, was and fun, man. Was, was it expensive? The the game? Like, how did you get tickets to that?
1: My, my my, I don't know how much the tickets were to be honest with you. So the way it worked out is, my cousin Fudge bought the tickets for us. I ended up paying. This fudge guy's
2: the man. Look at him.
1: I paid. I Well, yeah, he is. He, yeah. So he got the tickets for us. I paid for uh, the hotel. I got a, a nice rate through, uh, through a work thing. So oh, I, I got a very fair rate. It was like under $100 per night, which is a pretty nice hotel. It was only like less than 10 minutes from the stadium. So I took care of the hotel. Uh, and my buddy John drove. And paid for most of the gas, and then Nick paid for a lot of gas. And you know what the hell did you pay
2: for? Or just anything? I said or... I paid for the hotel. Tr- oh, trust the, me, the hotel. I said okay. it was not it
1: yeah. as much fun as I had. It was not a cheap weekend. Okay. <laughs> it was not a cheap weekend. So there whatsoever. won't be any
2: finer wing clubs coming up
1: now. As you're no, gonna save money I, I for don't a while. even know if that I don't even know if they had chicken wings. Uh, but like I said, we had like cheap pizza twice, and we had Culver's once, and I think I got a pulled pork. That would be my one criticism. About Notre Dame, by the way, if you're listening, you're going to a Notre Dame game. If you've been there before, you might know this. Worst concessions I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. We waited. The lines were long. They didn't move. Um, I finally got to the, and this was before the game. I wanted to get two hot dogs. No hot dogs. They don't tell you there's no hot dogs. I mean, there's literally signs where you could get hot dogs. There's another place where you could get like pizza stuff. Mm -hmm. and no hot dogs. Then after halftime, they ran out of water. So I couldn't even buy a water; Jesus. I had to buy buy a pop. And they're like, I don't know, the PA sound on the outside, the concourse is outdated. There's not enough TVs, stuff like that. So it's not modern. But again, it's it's about
0: it's, it's, an, it's know, a hundred year old
2: stadium, yeah, exactly. But yeah. the stadium
1: itself is beautiful. But anyway, man, again, like I said, if you're watching, you're listening. Anyone, if you get an opportunity, it's fun to go to Bills games. But if you want to do something that's completely different. Whatever your favorite school is, if it's a major school, I'm talking about going to a major college game. Go to a major college game, man. It's an experience unlike anything I've ever I've well, ever been to.
2: Well, in two weeks, uh, so I'm, I am don't know if I told you this, me and my wife are going to the Bill's Dolphins game in Miami. So yeah. we're we're flying down there, and she's actually, she's used to the big, because she went to the U. So she'd been to a bunch of Hurricanes games. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've told her, like, I definitely, one of our trips, like, I don't know if we're going to do this as a yearly thing, going to Bill's Dolphins, I, I'd like to uh and this is gonna be my first time going on the road to see them in miami
1: yeah i've I've been to hard rock once for a game
2: oh yeah so so i'm excited about that but i wouldn't mind going to some hurricane games but the college atmosphere you i mean i'm not a college football guy but anytime i watch any college game on tv you can just tell like the atmosphere there i mean you always hear like people talk about how like the bill stadium is like a college crowd and and that's where almost every college game you feel that like just one from watching it on TV, but I'd like to go to a college game, but I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to do that. on one of your bucket lists of places. To one go.
1: last thing. And this was a, a bucket listing. One last thing too, I will say about being on campus at Notre Dame and just walking around the buildings and just the atmosphere, the vibe, the traditions, all that. It made me wish that I could be young again. It made me wish that I could be in high school again, because if I had went to this campus when I was in high school, I probably would have wanted to try a lot harder in school, applied myself a lot more. I wasn't no. good enough in sports, so that was never going to happen. And I wasn't rich. No, so I would have no, had to be no, a nerd. No. I would have had to be a brainiac because that would have been my only path. But man, no. oh man, I wish I could go back in time
2: and, you are, and, and be a you Notre Dame not. student. You would have flunked out because oh, yeah. alcohol alcohol would have been your biggest <laughs> crutch. You would have been bo- That's I look. I, I've always said I went to Buff State like for four years. I didn't leave campus, but you know I I, I commuted from home. But then when I was twenty two, I moved to New York City after I graduated. And you know I always had like, oh man, I wish I could have went to a major college. But then at the same time, I'm like, if I did go to a major college and I dorm, there's a good chance I would have drank myself into a. and and you patrick you can hold your alcohol so i'm i'm saying you would have you would have been like you would have been out of there in a year you would have you would have gone the corkies or whatever that place is called you would have been a a bartender there you would have been out of there by no time you would have been like rudy's brothers or whatever one of the brothers who like was stuck in the town like i dropped (laughs) out sorry buddy and well like i
1: said man it was just uh from the town itself to the people in in South Bend who could not have been nicer to the Marshall fans who, who were, again, really cool. And, and they were gracious winners, too. They weren't sore winners at all, which kind of shocks me because I would have been talking all kinds of shit oh, been. if I was there's... an underdog and, and yeah. I beat the favorites. But anyway, that was cool. And like I said, with my cousin and two of my best friends, it was just a, it was a great time. It was a good week, man. The Bills kicked the Rams' ass, I think, for the most part, with the exception of the Chiefs. I, I think Sunday kind of went the way I would hope it would go. For the nfl so i don't know man it's a lot of fun but i'm
2: so glad you told this story because now i know that you have a cousin named fudge which is awesome and i i'm gonna want to know more stories about fudge <laughs> <Could> I, <laughs> I don't know do if you want
1: to know more stories about fudge man but no nah, <laughs>
2: i want to have a nickname like fudge that's <laughs> awesome
1: all right everyone give joe a follow on twitter at buffalo wins be sure you follow me on twitter at hammer Tweets. sweets i should join him man always uh Always a good conversation when I have you on, man.
2: Yes, I'm always the emergency quarterback. Whenever you need someone in there, you you, you call up uh, Jeff Tool, which is me.